Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I am your host. I am so excited because we have a lot of emails that you guys sent in to Secret Keepers. <laughs> we, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bitch, I'm laughing so hard because I keep... <laughs> I just tried to record and my throat kept getting all clogged. So I started over and now I feel like it's happening again. So I'm sorry, but um, hi, you guys. I hope you're all well. And I have a lot of questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. There's a couple other things that I wanted to chit chat with you about. And yeah, let's get right into it. We had a pretty crazy week this past week. Uh, Well, first of all, actually, I have to announce that my friend got a puppy today and I went with her. We went to Pennsylvania to Providence Animal Shelter to see my girl, Hannah, who is a secret keeper, who is the reason that I have my two beautiful sons. I got my cats from her. She's a wonderful, she's a wonderful gal. And so we went to the animal shelter this morning and got the cutest gosh darn puppy I ever did see in your whole life. So that's very exciting. Congrats to my friend. And I will be watching that dog and I will kidnap that dog. You know, there's going to be one day where my friend tries to contact me and she is trying to call me and say, somebody broke into my home and stole my puppy, but I'm no longer available. My number is no longer available. I will steal the dog. But anywho, something that I wanted to talk to you guys about that happened in this past week was our boy Jeff Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos, went out into outer space. And I know I spoke about this on the Patreon, but I really wanted to just like say it and put it out into the ether. I do not want rich people going to space. It makes me feel weird and it makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm like, okay, first of all, it makes me feel like they know some shit that we don't know. And they're planning their trip for when something goes on down on planet earth. They're like, okay, cool. Now I know how to get to my spaceship and everybody's kind of on deck. And I know what it's like to go up in space because I watched the videos. They really weren't doing crazy shit up there. They were eating fucking Skittles up there. Okay. And, and Jeff Bezos looked like a gosh darn space cowboy with his ridiculous hat. I mean, the man is obviously not married because his wife, (laughs) if I was Jeff Bezos' wife, I would go, babe, like a, you're gonna wear the hat? You're gonna wear the hat, babe? Like you need the hat? I mean, the hat, first of all, you can't wear a hat when you're in space because it's a hat and hats float. So the hat's going to be just kind of floating around the spacecraft. And I don't think the hat is necessary. I think we're overpacking now because we're going into space for five minutes and we are dressed like a cowboy. And it seems like a lot for me. You know, I think a wife would have really put an end to that happening. And that's another reason why Jeff Bezos should marry me. And I know it's like, oh, everybody hates him. Listen, I hate him too. Does that mean I would marry him? No. You know how many people are married to people that they hate? Come on now. Anywho, yeah, I don't really want the rich people knowing how to get up there. It's like, listen, Jeff, you have $200 billion. You can't find one spot on earth to settle in that you feel happy you had to go out to outer space. I mean, what more do you possibly want? I'm a little sick and tired of it. And what's his face? The the Virgin Airlines guy, Richard Branson, Richard Bronson. He was blasted up into freaking outer space last week too. And it's like, hey, rich people, you shouldn't be fucking allowed in outer outer space. Stay on earth where I can see you. And I want you in my line of vision at all times. 
Because I don't trust you rich people. They know too much. I don't like it. You know? I mean, and, and can we talk about, oh, girl, can we talk about Jeff Bezos' maniacal, psychotic laugh? Imagine him at a comedy show. I would have him, I would have him removed from the room. If I was doing stand-up and I heard that laugh, I would say, who's the psycho that is laughing like a serial killer? I need you out because I don't feel safe with you. My God. Also, everybody saw, you guys emailed me, a bunch of you emailed me the picture of um, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck kissing. And let me tell you, it is gross. <laughs> it is gross, girl. I'm, but you know, we love to see it. Love to see it. Um, we're going to get into some of these emails here. Going to get into some of the emails. I also got a lot of responses about um, last week. A lot of you didn't agree with me when I said I would rather be eaten by a bear than a shark. And there are some things that came up that really were brought to my attention that I didn't think about. People were saying that a lot of sharks can just swallow you whole. And I would enjoy that. I would enjoy if a shark would just you know, I could just maybe swim down the, the geezer on a shark, but I don't really want, you know, ideally I would want a shark to rip my head off, but that's really the only way I would, maybe even like half my body, like eat half my body first, because if I, if I am swallowed whole, I am going to witness that. And I don't know if I'm ready to just see like the intestines of a, of a shark. You know, although I would definitely drown in the meantime. See, again, the drowning, we're circling back to the dry drowning. I don't want to do it. So I would rather, yes, ideally, shark swims up from behind me, jumps out of the water. I'm scared for one second before my head is ripped off. And I feel like that's fair. But you guys did bring up good points where you're like, a bear will probably won't ever eat you. It'll just kind of like torture you, which sounds terrible. You know, maybe if a bear could just kind of um, like punch me in the head. I feel like they would do some shit like that. <clears throat> you know what? I feel like if a bear could pick me up and just throw me against a tree. But, you know, we can't all have what we want. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you on that, though, you guys, because it's true. Who really wants to be? I mean, I don't want to witness any of it. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get into some of these questions here. So this one says space thought. Ooh, okay. Random space thought I thought about this morning while I was listening to the potty. When we do meet the aliens, they won't say things like I'm from Mars because we, the people, have made Mars's name up. They will have a whole different name for every planet. Something to think about when you're shaking your ass on the moon. Wow, okay. Now... See, something similar that I have thought about is like aliens are not going to speak our language at all. So they won't say I'm from blank, blank, blank. They just will be like, you know, so we have no fucking idea what they're saying ever. And I do just want one of them to come down and face me finally. I don't know, you guys, when do you think it's going to happen? Because now all of these, all of these, um, all this paperwork has come out about the aliens, about UFOs being legit, UFOs being real. 
So it's not just some random guy that saw one in like 1964. That's like, I saw it with my own eyes. And you're like, okay. And then it's like him and Paula Abdul. Those were the only people that were confirming alien existence, but now it's really a thing. So I have thought about that. Like, how would we communicate? But I do think, and this is just a little, you know, something that I, yeah, I don't really think about it that often. I think about it like every single day. But I do think that they would have some way to communicate with us because I did watch the documentary about all the people that were abducted by aliens on the same night in the 1960s. And they all said, I couldn't understand what they were saying, but they were in my brain. So that's pretty cool. <clears throat> Although I don't know that I would want anyone in my brain because it's weird up there, you know? Okay, this one says, nose candy liar. Ooh, okay. Hey there, almost birthday twin. My birthday is November 19th, 1991. And I feel like even though our birthday is a day after, my birthday is a day after yours, we're kindred spirits. Yes, we are kindred spirits because Scorpios are pretty much all the same people, but I will tell you that I was born in 1990. So I'm a lot older than you. I'm a year and a day difference, but Hey, we're still, we're still soul sisters here. I'm a fam. Um, I'm a fairly new listener to the podcast and it brings me literal daily joy listening to you speak. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I also am a crazy cat lady and I have three kittens who are my life and I spoil them rotten. Good sister. I love a cat mom. I love a cat mom. I'm a cat milf. I am a cat milf. And that's a fact. And if any of you have a problem with that, you can go ahead and take that up with the Lord because I can't, I, I didn't ask to be born. She says, I'm having a dilemma with my boyfriend of over five years. Recently, I found out that he had been hiding something from me that something is him spending money on bags, plural bags of cocaine. This email is going to be all over the place. So bear with me. He's 10 years older than me. And when we started dating, I knew that he dabbled in yay once in a while, but it was whatever to me. I tried it once and I felt like I was going to die. So it's just not for me. I'll stick to my quote unquote herbal supplements. Okay. So she smokes pot. She smokes the devil's lettuce and I will be calling the authorities. No, I'm kidding. She says, I recently went away to New Hampshire on a girl's trip. And when I came home, I found one of his Coke straws on the floor. Like, good job hiding it, you asshat. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, the thing about people who are doing drugs, they're not really trying, they're not trying to clean up after. You'll notice that. That's just something I've observed. Um, so I confronted him by walking into the bedroom where he was sleeping and asking him about it and waking him up out of a deep slumber. Sorry about it, but not actually. As the backstory, he did a whole bag of Coke a couple months prior, and he had to admit it to me when I got home from work because he was having an allergy attack because of it. Wait, he's, he's allergic to Okay. Let me finish the damn email before I start questioning what that even means. He was having an allergy attack because of it and couldn't hide the fact that his eyes and nose were spewing fluids because the Coke irritated his face so much. I was furious because as it is, he doesn't chip in much uh, as, he sh as much as he should. And I'm kind of tired of being a babysitter in a relationship to begin with. He's kind of a man child. He told me my response, quote unquote, shouldn't be anger, but it was, and I can't help how I feel. He wants me to feel bad for him, I think. Like, he has a problem with drugs, but in the past, he said he doesn't, and he just does it once in a while for fun. Okay, back to the current story. 
at hand. Tell me how his response initially was, I'm glad you found out, honestly, like I'm supposed to be his savior or some shit. Then again, after some questioning, I found out it's been multiple times since the story in the last paragraph. And again, spending mad money that he doesn't have on this. He told me my reaction shouldn't be anger and that it should be concerned. I think that he's basically manipulating me for feeling bad for him when in reality, if it keeps up, I can't be with him because it's the fact that he has hidden this from me for months. And I feel like trust has been broken in a really shitty way. He told me that it's something he can do sneakily, but it's like, if you can hide this from me, what else could you be hiding? Girl, I'm so sick over this. And it's been a few weeks. Every day I want to ask him if he's done it or bought Coke since we last talked about it, but I'm afraid of him getting defensive. I don't know how much longer I can deal with this deal with it if he is still been doing it what should i do love you kiss your right on lips i'll kiss you right on lips too girl okay so first things first why are we not asking him if he's doing cocaine like i don't think i i don't think it's fair that you're worrying about it every single day for weeks um and you're kind of intimidated too intimidated to ask him because you have a right to know it's not a personal thing. It's something that he should really be open and honest with you, especially if he does have a problem. That's something that you really need to like nip in the bud. But sometimes I will say we don't ask questions because we already know the answer to them. And I think that that maybe, I don't know, I'm not you, but maybe that's why you haven't asked because you're not, you don't want to hear the truth or you already know the truth and you don't want to deal with it right? Because it's a lot. It's a lot. And I get it. Um, so I don't, I think the first step is to start an open line of communication about it. Because the thing is, if he does have a problem, you, instead of just allowing, not allowing him, that's the, not the right word. Instead of just kind of hoping that he's going to take care of it on his own, you know, if you're an addict, if you have, you know, if you love an addict or something, they do need help. They do need a support system. So it's nice to kind of just start talking about it more frequently um, and get him help if, if he's open for it. But that's also, this is such a hard thing because sometimes people who they'll go into treatment because their girlfriend or wife or family tells them that they need to but it doesn't usually work out when that happens. They have to really, really want it. So if he's hiding it from you and he's not being upfront about it, I think that that's a major issue. And I do also like on the other side of the coin, I will say if you're trying to be supportive of him getting help and getting going to treatment and like detoxing, whatever, which way you want to go with it, because if he's doing it frequently and he's doing a lot of it, that's probably the route that you would go. Um, and he's not willing to do that, it's okay to walk away. I know that sounds like a terrible thing, but it's okay to focus on yourself and to walk away because like you said, it's deeper than the addiction itself. It's more about him lying and hiding this from you because you just kind of can't, you just lose your trust in someone and that's not an easy thing to build back. So I don't want you to feel like, I don't want you to think that I'm saying like, you have to support him through this entire thing. If he wants to get help, have his back. You know, you guys have been together for a while. 
And, you know, you hope that this isn't really him because that's also the thing when someone is on drugs or whatever, um, they can be very manipulative when they're on drugs and they're trying to continue to do drugs. They can be very, very manipulative and they change as people. So I get it. I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. If it were me, I would have the conversation. I would say, Oh, you don't want to fucking talk about it. Well, guess what? You can kiss my freaking juicy peach. Cause we're talking about it. Period. That's it. Sorry. I say this all, all the time, every fucking episode. I, if you're in a relationship with me, I'm talking to you and you got to listen and you got to talk to otherwise guess what? Peace sign, half a peace sign, AKA middle finger, kiss my juicy peach. I'm out. Okay. I'm out at the clubs period. <laughs> I swear I should one day get a guy on the podcast that I've dated <laughs> and just talk about, I know, I know, um, Chris Stefano has been on it, but talk about because I really am like that. Oh, you don't want to talk about it. Okay. Well then I guess whatever. Oh, I'm too much. Go find less then. Bye. <laughs> I really do that. And I'm not laughing like, Oh, haha, this is a great thing that I do. I'm doing it because it's just what I do. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, all right. This one says help. I got with my child, my childhood crush. And now what help I got with my childhood crush. And now what? Hmm. I don't want to seem too eager texting him first. Uh, I think this is the, oh, oh girl, what did you write this email in fucking invisible ink? Wait a minute. The way that it was just a blank email and I highlighted it and now there's words on girl. Did you write this in invisible ink? Hey, Carly, I need your help. And I also need to kiss you right on the lips post panty. Oh, we will be kissing. I recently, uh, I reconnected recently with a guy that I used to ride bikes with as a kid around the neighborhood. He was all the neighborhood girls crush back then. And just this year, 15 years later, he just got out of a very long relationship. We hooked up a month ago and have seen each other a couple of times. And we both agreed that it was really fun being together. We got along well and like similar things and both laughed the whole time we hung out. After he went uh, out of state for vacation, he lost his phone and Facebook messaged me to let me know. But I haven't heard from him since. Facebook messaged you to let you know? I don't even know how that works, but wow, that's pretty crazy. Um, I haven't heard from him since, and we haven't hung out in over three weeks. I don't text a lot, so I can't tell if he's no longer interested since he hasn't asked me to hang out. I don't want to seem too eager texting him first. When he said our first date, he really wasn't ready for a new relationship right now, and that meeting me now wasn't good timing. Our families live in the same condo development, so I see his mom all the time, and I don't want it to end weird. I think I like him a lot. It's only been a couple of dates, and think maybe I want more. Um, than he can give right now being freshly single. I'm still on dating apps, but the more bad dates I go on, I am more discouraged. I want a relationship with somebody that I really enjoy since it's been over three years since I've been in something serious. I'm 29. So I don't want to waste time with somebody who just wants something casual. Any advice would help. Should I let it cool off and see if we could reconnect later? If you love it, let it go type of thing. Am I just romanticizing him because my 10 year old self had daydreams about this chance every day of her gosh darn life. Love ya. Ooh, and then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. So 
I don't know what the situation is with him not texting you, but to me, I always say silence is, is the answer that you, you know, silence is the answer. Um, if you're wondering, does he like me? Does he not like me? Is he interested in me? Is he not interested in me? If he's, if there's silence going on, your answer is right there. You know what I'm saying? I would not reach out to him first. I don't think that he, I'm not saying he doesn't like you. I'm saying it's probably exactly what he said it is, which is he just got out of a long-term relationship. He's not looking to jump into anything yet, which makes perfect sense. Um, you know, people who jump from relationship to relationship constantly, it's kind of, you know, it could be a red flag. I'm not saying all the time because I've done it too, but it could be a red flag. It could definitely be a red flag. So I think take him for what he said. He said he's just kind of trying to hang out right now. He doesn't want anything serious. And if you do want something serious, then that's on you to, you know, look at it for what it is. You know, I know that it's hard when you really like someone to um, kind of put them in that category of like, oh, this is not this is not something serious, but he's telling you what he wants. And if you don't want the same thing, then you have to move a little bit differently. And I think a major part of that is not reaching out to him. I'm not saying don't answer him if he calls you, but I wouldn't reach out like he told you he doesn't want to, you know, want a girlfriend and you want and you want something serious. Something I will say too about about dating apps and going out on dates, don't exhaust yourself. Um, you know, you'll end up getting like they call it like dating fatigue or something, where it's like if you're going out with all these different people and you sh it's just exhausting. Like it's like you, okay, cool. So I'm going out with one person after another after another, having these fucking terrible first date conversations where it's like literally, I don't care about your brother. I don't care about your brother. No, like I don't even care about your brother because I'm never seeing you again. Like the way that I know about so many guys' brothers when I never fucking spoke to them again after that, bye. I don't care. First of all, is your brother hot? <laughs> Shut up. But seriously. Oh my God. All of those conversations, they really just make me say, okay, I want to take a freaking dirt nap. So don't exhaust yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself. It is a commitment to kind of like start dating and, and put yourself out there and start dating. But if you're not sure, don't, don't go out on the date. If you're like, oh, this guy seems a little fucking weird and whatever. He has all these pictures of him like running like on Instagram or whatever type of weird, crazy shit. And he has pictures of him working out, whatever. With a motivational quote under it, like, sir, who is wondering what you're up to? What, who is wondering what motivation they can get from your workout video? It, but listen, I like, I don't mind if a guy is like working out on, on the internet. I get it. I get it. It's a thing. People post about what they're interested in. That's great. But if you have a condescending, because there's this guy that I follow that posts videos of him working out. And yes, he's fucking so hot but he posts videos of him working out and he'll put in the caption, like, <laughs> what was, <laughs> what was that song? That was like 5%. <laughs> Who sang that song that came out? That was so popular. And you, you guys know, wait, you guys know the song because you guys know the only people that fucking post a song are guys at the gym. It's like 5%. <laughs> Pain, 50% will. <laughs> Wait, 
<laughs> it's just like this, this, this song that came out years ago. Hold on. I'm just putting 5% pain. Wait, wait, wait. It's wait. <laughs> four minors. <laughs> remember the name. <laughs> four minor, remember the name. Oh my God, I'm crying. Wait, wait, wait. Why is this so funny to me? Oh my God. <sighs> okay, I'm cracking myself up and it's not even that funny. But it's the lyrics are. <laughs> 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain. Wait, the, the next part is the worst. <laughs> and 100% reason to remember the name. <laughs> Shut up. No, I can't with the Fort Minor. <sighs> Girl. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I have to cut this whole part out because I don't even know if you can hear me. But yeah, the guy, the guy that I'm talking about, he posts those lyrics. Like he'll post that type of shit. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're so embarrassing. I would never go on a date with that guy, you know? So don't exhaust yourself. If he doesn't seem like he has a good personality and that you guys will mesh, you know, maybe talk to someone on FaceTime, talk to someone on the phone a little bit, you know, get to know them a little bit more and see what happens. But I would not put any of my eggs in this man's basket. I would not put any of my eggs. You know, you got to take people for what they say. It's one thing if a guy is like, no, I think I do want a relationship. And then they end up saying, I don't think I want a relationship. Then it's like, hey, go fuck yourself, dude. But he was being honest with you from the, from the beginning. And you saying nothing says the most too. You're like, no, I am a bad bitch. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's do this next one says, help, my friend wants to be celebrated like she's the gosh darn queen of England. Fuck, marry, kill at the end. Ooh, okay. One of my close friends is turning 30 in a few weeks and she wanted to do a weekend in Miami to celebrate. I agreed to go months ago and already paid her for the Airbnb and purchased my round trip flight, which I'm totally cool with. She promised it would be an otherwise pretty inexpensive trip. We would go chill by the pool at our Airbnb and only go to bars slash clubs when we didn't have to pay a cover. Now that it's getting closer though, it seems like everything is getting pretty expensive. She has mentioned that Sorry, she has mentioned that she wants to do a fancy dinner one night, brunch the other day. She already booked a boat trip that she's asking $100 uh, from everyone for decided she wants us to buy a $35 ticket to a club to see a DJ I've never heard of. And other girls who are going are buying all the party favors, like drink koozies, balloons, decorations, a cake, etc., and already asking everyone to pitch in on Venmo for the things that they're buying. I'm sure as it gets closer, there will be even more to buy. And this doesn't include Ubers around the city, food, drinks while we're there, etc. I don't want to back out of the trip completely. I'm sure it'll be fun, but it seems like this is getting a little out of control for her birthday. 
for a birthday party. I also think it would be weird to say something like, I'll stay back at the Airbnb while you guys go out to the club. I feel like she would think that I'm not participating in the celebration and I don't want her to think that I don't care. I'm not completely broke and can technically afford the trip, but it's a lot of money to me. And I'm not sure if I want to spend 800 plus dollars on one weekend to celebrate my friend's birthday. On top of all of this, I still feel obligated to get her a gift as well because it's her birthday and we always get each other something for birthdays and holidays. Do you think that it's necessary or does my presence count as a gift since it was too expensive, since it was so expensive for me to go? She's a sweet girl, but she does tend to think, take things very personally. Yeah. I could already tell that. I could already tell that. Um, she says, so this is a delicate situation. Any advice on navigating all of this? I need help dealing with her other friends. I don't know most of them super well. And I feel like a jerk, not chipping in on things, but to me, we're already doing enough and they are taking it over the top on things that I never agreed to. Thank you. Kiss right on lips. Okay. See, This is something that I think happens to all of us where people get, people get a little carried away and I get it. 30 is a big birthday. 30 is, you know, you celebrate and whatever. But to me, I, I feel like it's a lot. I feel like it's a lot to not just listen. If you guys are going to do a girl's trip, a girl's weekend power to you, that's great. And I think that's really fun, but you were under the impression it was cost. It was going to cost a certain amount of money. And now all of these things pop up, which is they add up. It might not be like, you know, Oh, it was only a hundred dollars, but if you're doing that every day, it adds up and it's someone's birthday, you know, it's not their wedding. It's, I get it. I get where you're coming from. Um, I'm trying to think what I would do if I were you in this situation, I would just tell her, here's the thing. If you're just honest, there's really nothing she can get mad at. If you just say, this is a little bit over budget for me. And I wasn't expecting to spend this much money. Um, I want to go really badly. I just feel like it's getting to add up to be a lot. And this just wasn't in the, I had a budget for this trip and we're over budget now. So if you could let me know, you know, future plans that you're planning on making for this weekend, like, so I can kind of have it in my head, but you know, I don't think that you should be ashamed at all or get, if she gets mad at you for saying that your birthday party, that's a fucking entire vacation is a little bit much, a little bit too much money for me. I think she's an asshole. I'm sorry, but I think she's an asshole. Anyone should understand that. You know, you're saying this is going to cost you over $800. That's a lot of fucking money to spend out of nowhere, not planning it. Um, And you could tell her too, I was under the impression we were kind of just going to chill and lay low. I didn't know that we were going to go out to fancy dinners and this, this and that. And if I were her, if I were having this, you know, kind of like, I'm just going to call it a destination birthday party. I would tell everybody, please do not under any circumstances, get me a gift. You being there is the gift. You know, I wouldn't get her. I wouldn't get her a gift if I were you. But then you're probably going to feel like an asshole because you know, these other bitches are going to show up with a freaking Apple watch. (laughs) Not an Apple watch. No, Apple watches are too expensive, but they'll show up with some shit and you're just going to be sitting there like, I didn't get to a person. <laughs> I mean, is there a worse feeling than, than coming on un- unprepared for something like this? Um, 
So I get it. I would just tell her straight up, listen, I had a budget for this weekend. I thought we were going to be chill. I thought we were going to kind of keep it low key, but now with all of these things adding up, it's over budget for me. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to spend this much. And I bet you, if you were to be in a group chat with these other gals, these other chicas that are going, I think that you would say, Hey, does anybody else feel like this is getting a little expensive? And they're, they're going to be like, yeah, girl. Cause $800 is a lot of money to just be dropping on someone else's birthday. Like ah, what? And then I got to get you a gift. What? That's a thousand dollars. Are you my husband? No, that's crazy town. That's crazy town. All right, let's get to the next one. Please keep me posted on that too. I think in this scenario, if you're not just going to can't, like I probably would just say, I'm not going, you know, it turns out I can't go, but I would tell her why. But if you're going to try and just say, listen, it's getting to be a little bit expensive for me and I, and I want to go and I don't want to not be able to attend the things that we're doing. Do you mind just kind of giving me a heads up on how much you think this is really going to cost? Cause I thought it was something different and see what she says. See what she says. Okay. This one says, lesbian, not lesbian. That is the title. Hey girl, love you like everyone else does. You're my spirit animal. And every time I listen to the podcast in the car, people probably think I'm on the phone because I'm cackling and agreeing with you constantly. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I love I love when you guys say that, like when you're, um, like, oh, I'm walking down the street laughing. I'm like, I love that because I always see people and I'm like, oh, I wonder what you're listening to. Okay, she says, I'm married and I have two kids. I'm 28 years old, love my family to death. Sometimes it just feels like I'm missing something. And for some reason, I'm always gravitating toward it being affection, but not for my man. I never had sex or been with any other girl before, but I'm really interested in it. And not like, oh my God, I'm just bored of him. It's like, I'm genuinely attracted to the opposite sex sometimes. And I always have been. Seriously, since I was in elementary school. And yeah, never dated a girl or anything, but the opportunity just never presented itself. I never would tell my husband this because I just wouldn't, I don't want to emasculate him or anything. Lesbian dating apps are a complete joke. And I always hope that when I go out mostly to target or shop, right? Because of my kids, the bar scene is pretty much over, which is fine. I'll just meet a dorky hot lesbian who just wants to love up on me. Think Pete Davidson. <laughs> Why did you have to say think Pete Davidson? When you're talking about she says that's what I'm into that kind of vibe okay <laughs> anyway so what do I do I just want to meet someone but is that stupid how do I meet someone I have absolutely no end game here I just want to try something new and I can envision what I want and have wanted it for a while I just don't know what to do help me thanks love you okay um <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing that you said these ladies that have me, you know what I'm, you know what I'm laughing about. So, okay. I think that you do need to figure out what you want the end game to be. I think that if you want to hook up with a girl, if you want to hook up with somebody else, you want to be in a relationship and kind of just have something, maybe you can do like an open thing with your husband, whatever. I think that for me, it would be something that I would want to discuss with my partner um, because I, I don't think it, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know him, but I'm kind of like, I think he maybe would understand. 
it's not like you're saying I want to hook up with other guys, you know, he might be cool with it. And you might be able to just kind of be like, listen, this is something that I've always been curious about and I never did it. And we got married and I love you. And I, and we have the bees together. We have little babies together, but this is something I'm interested in period. And see what he says. Because otherwise you're getting into kind of risky waters where you're going to end up lying to him and starting this thing. And then too much time is going to go by that. You're just going to continue lying to him, you know, and you don't want to be doing that. Um, I think it'll just be easier for everyone if, you know, you just, you just keep it open, open, you know, line of communication about it. And that was the, the word. I mean, I don't even know what, I don't even know what that means. But um, yeah, girl, I think that you're getting, it's too risky to not say something to him about it because it's something that you really want to do. So you might as well. But if you're just trying to flirt with someone, I kind of am like, eh, whatever, that's not going to hurt anybody. And he, you know, I don't know if you're just trying to have some type of a flirtation, but it seems like affection and, and not for nothing, flirtation always opens up that freaking can of worms too. So I would just talk to, I would talk to him about it. He'll probably be excited. All right, let's get to the next one. Okay. This one is, says, this one says, hot things men do with food and a fuck, Mary kill. Ooh, okay. She says, hi, Carly, love you and the boys so much. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I was thinking of some hot things that guys do and I have preferences when it comes to men and food. Okay, so this is a recap. This is a uh, continuation of something that we spoke about a couple weeks ago when I was saying the hottest thing a guy can ever possibly do is reverse his car. And I got a lot of messages of you guys saying, yes, I love it when a guy reverses his car. There's something really cool about it and there's something so fucking hot about it and I don't know why. But hey, if if you're a guy and I'm in the car with you, why don't you try reversing the car and see what the hell happens because I will get preggies. Okay, so she says, it's hot when guys like spicy food. I can't stand a man who chooses barbecue wings over hot wings. To add to that, <laughs> guys who choose blue cheese over ranch for sure can get it. We don't stand bitch boys. <laughs> Let me know what you think. It's also super hot when guys are not picky eaters and will try anything. Yes, I'm so on board with that, sister. I'm so on board with that. A guy that's not a picky eater is the best, is the best. Like, I don't want, listen, uh, are you my boyfriend or not? Eat everything. I hate that shit. I dated a guy um, that was a vegan and it was fucking impossible to hang out. It wasn't even like, oh, he, he wasn't even a cool vegan. Like, I know vegans that are cool. This guy was impossible and he was, the type of person that gives vegans a bad name. But everything, like even the stuff that was vegan, he was like, this is too many calories. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck do you eat then, sir? Because not only is this vegan and it's perfectly, it fits into your diet, you now don't want to eat it because it's too many calories. Hey, how about you shove a cucumber in your fucking ass? Because I don't care. Okay? And I totally am on board too with a guy, a guy liking spicy food. 
I love when a guy likes spicy food. I agree with you on that. It's hot. It's cool. We love that. We live for that. That is the man we marry. We don't marry the honey barbecue. Okay. Because is the honey barbecue going to be able to carry me into the car when I'm having labor pains? No. He's going <laughs> to, the guy that eats honey barbecue wings, he puts you on a, <laughs> he puts you on a sled and he just throws, he slides you out the door because he can't even pick you up. No, I want you to drink a bottle of Frank's in front of me on our first date. But I, w- I will say, girl, I don't like ranch dressing just at really ever unless I'm eating buffalo wings. So I do feel like there was some slander about the ranch. Um, but listen, I like blue cheese too. I do not discriminate against any type of dressing or dip. And you guys know that. And, and uh, furthermore, furthermore, I just want to say one thing there. I, I wanted to actually issue a, a public apology about this. There is something that I have been slandering for years and I have discussed it on this podcast. And I said it was, quote, disgusting and that it, it's gross and I would never have it. But I started eating it and now I eat it every single day. And it's cottage cheese. And I never thought I'd be here standing in front of you guys saying this, but it is so good. Cottage cheese. I always hated cottage cheese because it looks gross. And my mom always ate it when I was little. You know, she had those, um, God, tell me if you guys remember these things. They were like, it was like half of it was cottage cheese and half of it was like jelly or like fruit cocktail or something. And you would crack the, it's kind of like those Chobanis that have the honey on one side. It was like, you would crack the side and just kind of flip the fruit into the cottage cheese. And I would look at her eating it. And I would say, this is the most disgusting shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I will never eat that. That's so gross. My mom would do that with saltine crackers. Like that would be this woman's fucking lunch. But anywho, I don't know why I'm talking about, oh wait, because I apologize about the cottage cheese thing. I do, I do. And I feel bad. And I want to tell you guys that I've changed. I've grown, you know? Okay, so this one says, panty boyfriend problems. Hey, Carly, Robert, and Stanley, here's my dilemma. So I've been dating uh, my boyfriend for about 10 months. We started dating during the panty. So basically, we never have been together while also living normal lives. No travel, little time with friends. He was unemployed for a year, et cetera, et cetera. And we finally, he finally began working again. His job requires a lot of travel, at least two plus weeks a month. And I'm not really a fan of the whole long distance thing. When we're physically together, I'm happy and feel very safe and supported. But when we aren't, I just get hit with all of the what ifs. To make things ma- to make matters worse, a guy that I went out with a few times and banged last summer before I even knew my boyfriend reached back out to me uh, as he left for his work trip. Coincidence? God hates me. LMAO. <laughs> Basically saying that he was a fucking idiot for letting me get away. He asked me out several times over the course of a few days, and I said absolutely not. Obviously, however, the fact that I keep thinking about this guy and even entertain speaking with him in the first place makes me wonder if this was my subconscious telling me that it's not meant to be with my boyfriend or I'm self-sabotaging because my relationship is going to get a lot harder than it has been. I know even if I were to decide to end things with my boyfriend doesn't mean this other dude would become my boyfriend. I'm not delusional like that, but the fact that I get caught up in the attention from this other guy is making me wonder if I'm settling. Okay. How can I tell the difference and make sure I'm making the right choice? Now, 
I think this is happening to a lot of people. I think a lot of people kind of like hooked up. It, it's so crazy. I mean, I know so many people that met during the panty and they hooked up and they're like, okay, you are my boyfriend now. And now everybody's kind of going back to their regular lives and seeing friends and traveling and going out and doing things. And it's like, wait a minute, hold up, hold on, hold on. Let's sit on the couch and not work because that was what I thought this was gonna be, right? So I get it, I hear ya. I do think that you enjoying the attention from this other guy is the answer to your question. I think that you know deep down that your boyfriend's not the one, you know that this is gonna be hard. I get that you, you know, if you're in a relationship where you're like, oh, when I'm with them, it's great, but when I'm not, I'm not sure, then it's just simply, you think this person is a great person, but you're just not sure. And if you're not sure, at least for me, I can't be wasting my time, okay? I'm 30 years old. That's just how I feel. I'm like, if I'm not sure, then you're not the one. Cause I would be sure if you were the one, cause that's what the freaking fairy tales tell me. Um, I hope that that's good advice, but that's really how I feel about the whole thing. Okay. Now we're going to another one. Boop, 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 boop. A lot of you really did send me pictures of, <laughs> I'm filtering through <laughs> these emails of Jennifer um, Lopez and Ben Affleck and all of the memes that came out about them. That is so stinking funny. Um, okay, this one says, why is life? Hey, Carly, I'll give you the normal spiel. Longtime fan who loves the podcast, the Patreon, and last but not least, your beautiful sons. Well, thank you so much. I'll get right into it. I've always been the type of person who is a homebody and hates change, even the idea of it. I moved to my college town five years ago, five, not four, because I took some time off during school my second year to do some things going on preventing me from being a good student. Um, but I went in kicking and screaming because moving away from my hometown seemed like the worst possible thing in the world. Now, five years later, I'm moving back to my hometown for good because I graduate in December and chose not to pay <clears throat> and chose not to pay for the last year's lease because I'll just finish remotely. As I pack up these last five years into boxes and prepare to move my life away from a, a place that I came to call home, and some of my best friends still live in, it has me feeling like somebody punched me in the chest and it caved in and I can't catch my breath. I was a young, immature girl when I went into college and my time here has truly matured me and helped me find the woman I want to become and I feel like I haven't had all the time that I need. I never really had to move on like this before because I never moved growing up as a kid and I went to college and everyone else was moving on too. Um, because I took time off my college career timeline is very different than most of my friends. So it makes me feel more alone during this time. Like nobody knows what I'm going through, but deep down, I know everyone does in one way or another. It's also hard to process all of this, knowing I won't go back to my college town, even though I'm still a student. I guess my question is, do you or anyone listening have advice on how to healthily cope with just leaving an entire version of your life behind in a place that you called home? I've also explored options about maybe staying for the semester I have to finish, but it doesn't seem like it will work out. Thank you in advance for taking the time to read. I know it'll be hard to give advice on this. Um, so I appreciate any input. So I obviously never went through this because I never went to college, but this does happen to everyone in one way or another. I know that, um, I like get emotional even thinking about it, but last year, it was probably two years ago now, my parents sold, you guys remember my childhood home. <clears throat> and 
it was so hard for me. And even now, like I'm, I have tears in my eyes, just thinking about it. It was so hard for me to deal with that. And I don't know why. And it wasn't something that was like, I wasn't living there. You know, I haven't lived there in a decade, you know, at that point, but it really just killed me. It killed me. And I would think about it and I just didn't want them to sell it. And I was trying to get them to keep it. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't need the house. There was a reason why they sold the house. None of us are in the house, me or my brothers. It's a, it's a lot of space for them. It's just, they're two people. They needed to be with my grandma. Like there's a million reasons why they sold the damn house, but I just couldn't get over it. And it's so sad you know, these things happen and it's so sad um, saying goodbye to a part of your life that was happy. You know, it feels like you're saying goodbye to it because you're moving on and it feels hard to say goodbye to something that brought you joy and made you happy. And especially, you know, like me with my childhood home and you with your college memories, there's a lot of nostalgia attached to that. And I think that that's the best way to leave, to leave is in a place where you're like, this place gave me so many happy memories. And now I'm going on to the next part of my life and I'm going to make different, better memories. And I, and I don't want you to be like, girl, that sounds like a Hallmark card, but it's really true. And I remember when my parents were moving one night, I lost it. I just lost it. And I was hysterical crying and I'm a grown fucking woman. I don't, I, I just, I took it really hard. And I was hysterical crying and I called my mom up at like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm so upset that you guys are selling the house. Like that, that's my home. That's where I grew up. And, and I don't understand like, wh why the fuck do you guys have to move? <laughs> Me calmly suggesting that my parents just keep the damn house. Right. And my mom's like, yeah, but we all had great memories there and now we're going to make new memories in a new place. And just hearing her say that made me a little bit more calm. And I got it because I knew it was selfish that I wanted them to stay there because it was really self-serving to me. And meanwhile, I very rarely go there. I re very rarely even went back to visit home, you know? So I think that that's the best way to look at it. It's look at it fondly, look at it in, in happy memories and all of these things. And that's really it. You know, the, this happens where, you know, life moves and we just got to say goodbye to things sometimes, but look at it fondly and, and, um, it'll get easier too when you move it's, you know, the moving itself is the hardest part because you get nostalgic and you start thinking about, oh, I've grown up and all this stuff. But once you get into a new spot, you know, maybe you'll move back home for a little bit and then you'll get your own apartment and that's so exciting. And then, you know you'll meet, meet Justin Bieber and you guys will get married and you guys move into his house. And like, who knows where life will take you, but you're going to be okay. This is a big part of life, you know, and it hurts, girl. It hurts. I hear you on that. Okay. So this one says dead serious question. Oh God. Hi, Queen Carly and Prince Robert and Prince Stanley. I'm high as a kite right now, <laughs> but I have a serious question. Would you read a book? Where a guy, oh my God, imagine that was the entire email. I would be so fucking insulted. Would you read a book? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I paused it completely. <laughs> I paused it the completely wrong time. 
she said, he said, would you read a book where a guy breaks into houses and doesn't take anything, but he leaves behind a single pine cone? There's no motive behind this. He hurts no one and there is no supernatural reason for it. He just entered someone's house and they're not home and he leaves behind a pine cone just so that they know that someone was there. I don't know how to end this, so I'll just say peace out. Okay, you are definitely high and I'm not sure if it's on marijuana. But again, we'll be calling the authorities on all of you. If you guys smoke the freaking devil's lettuce, I will call the cops on you. (laughs) I'm kidding. Isn't like weed legal everywhere now too? Um, but anyhow, I wouldn't read that book because I already, I don't know what that book, I don't know what that is. I mean, I guess it would be like a funny thing. Oh, maybe if it was like a collection of stories of the guy that goes into people's houses and leaves pine cones and maybe like it could be two different perspectives per chapter. Like it could be his perspective. Like I broke into this house X, Y, and Z and I left the pine cone. But then also it could be the other side of it could be the other people's perspective where they come home and they find the pine cone. Hey, you know what? If you write it, I'll let you have it. But I do want royalties. Okay, I do want royalties. Okay, so let's do the Fuck Mary Kills that we have. Fuck Mary Kills, tie-dye, animal print, floral print. Okay. I'm marrying animal prints because I'm from Long Island and that is my culture. Okay, that is my culture. And they say white people don't have culture. Well, mine is a freaking leopard tank top and a zebra skirt at the same time. Okay, so that's my culture. I'm marrying that. I'm going to fuck tie-dye and I'm going to kill floral print. And that really wasn't that hard for me because when I think, you know, I do like floral print and I have floral print, don't get me wrong, but I love a tie-dye. I always have, always will. So let's get into the next fuck, marry, kill. There was another fuck, marry, kill. I'm just finding it. There was one that was like very specific to me. And sometimes, you know, I do feel a little, okay. I do feel a little, you know, it's like personal. So this is a fuck, Mary kill. Cow pants. I have cow pants. And you guys all know that. Grandma's gold necklace that I wear every day. My grandma's gold necklace. The Virgin Mary, ironic. Can you imagine? or Tevas with socks and anklets over the socks. So now these are three things that really are very me. So I guess I have to marry my grandma's gold necklace because I would be a piece of shit if I killed it because it's like, oh girl, you need socks and sandals that bad. Um, yeah, I'm gonna marry the gold necklace. I will fuck the Tevas with socks and anklets over the socks because that's a whole vibe and you know that fucks. And then the cow pants, I could kill the cow pants. I feel like I could kill the cow cow pants, you know, but, um, anywho, that's, that's my story. You guys, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. I am going to fire Island this week. So I'm really excited about that. And, you know, I'm sure I will be posting. Well, I am going to a costume party or two. So there, there might be some evidence of that on my on my instagram you guys can check out my instagram at carly aquilino and i hope you guys have a great week be good to each other and i will talk to you soon bye 